0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Truth and Gratitude podcast. This is Brooke, and I'm so glad that you are joining me back here again today on the podcast. I recently shared that um, on July 4th, it was the first anniversary, the birthday, the whatever you want to call it for the Truth and Gratitude podcast, and I really hope that it's brought um, a lot of Insight, a lot of joy, a lot of positivity to your life. So thank you so much for joining me once again here today. So uh, one thing I want to talk about today is the part of our body that is the most powerful. The most powerful part of our body. And that part of our body is our brain. Um, I don't know... What has kind of come over me Um, as of lately, I have really enjoyed um, picking up any book, listening to any podcast, um, listening to meditation, anything that's going to help me in my spiritual growth, anything in this journey of um, just really kind of tapping into my mind. Um, I've been on this journey for a little while. Um, But as of lately, it seems to me that any book that I've picked up or any podcast that I've turned on, um, the people speaking and the people writing are talking about our brains, not our minds, but the actual organ, the brain. And some of the things that they have been saying, um, they really, truly are mind blowing. I mean, it's just it's amazing some of the information that they have shared. And I really wanted to share that with you today to let you know that your brain and your brain health um, has a powerful effect over your thoughts, over your body, um, what you do, what you say, what you eat. Um, It really is a powerful, powerful tool. So I I will say all of these statistics, all of these facts, these are not my facts. These are facts that you can look up on your own. These are facts that I have pulled from various resources and I wanted to share with you today just because I thought they were truly so interesting. So one in particular that I heard was that our brain is actually 2% of its weight. It's 2% of our own body weight. So it's around three pounds. And like I said, it accounts for about 2% of our body weight. Um, but yet our brain is something that we really don't think about. Um, it's not something that we can see. It's not something that, I mean, unless you go get a scan, um, it's not something that we can work on and really see the results, right? They're not right there in front of us. We can feel the results. Um, But our brain health really truly has an impact on the things that we do, how we feel. A very wonderful example that I can relate to with this is sleep deprivation. If you are a parent, um, especially, or maybe you've gone through this, um, maybe you're in college or maybe you've been in the military and you've had to stay up late or your job can, you know, help makes you stay up late. Um, we know that sleep is so important for our brains, right? During, uh, the nighttime, whenever we're asleep or whenever we're taking a good rest, which I do not like naps. I know if my husband listens to this podcast episode, he's going to be like, well, you did say that naps were great for the brain, so I'm going to go take a nap. He loves taking naps. Um, I, you know, just with having children, I mean, you are so tired. Um, You're so worn out. Your sleep is interrupted. Um, You're getting up in the middle of the night. And even if you're not getting up in the middle of the night, you know, we're past that phase now with my children. Um well, the youngest, we're still, I mean, she's sleeping through the night, but I mean, we're still staying up very late to give her that one last feeding before a good night's sleep. And then in the middle of the night, she may not be able to find her passy, or maybe she's not covered up, or maybe she's teething. And then all of a sudden I'm jolted up out of bed. My sleep is disturbed. um, And that has an effect on us. That has an effect on our brain um, and the things that we're doing and the things that we're saying and the actions that we take. And so, um, sleep deprivation is a great example of that. Um, in children, we see this. I know with my oldest, um, we are still a firm believer of naps in this house. Um, she is four years old going on five. Um, but we are firm believers in naps around here. Um, and I, I make her, well, I don't really make her, but, I invite her or I tell her, you are going to go to your bed and lay down. I may not be able to make you fall asleep, but you will take a rest. Um, And you're able to see those effects um, throughout the evening. If she has not had a nap or rested at all, she literally acts like a drunk. I mean, she's just not making any sense. She's stumbling all over the place. Her stutter starts kicking up. Um, And so we can see the effects of that. I'm not resting. Um, and so really, you know, the people that I have listened to or the books that I have read really start to talk about, you know, our brain health and, um, the things that we do to our brain really has an effect on the thoughts that we have. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and quote real quick. I am finishing the book, Get Out of Your Own Head. It's uh, Stopping the Spiral of Toxic Thoughts. Um, and it's written by Jeannie Allen. She is a um, Christian author. Um, but one thing that I really love about this book is even though she's a Christian author, she also ties in a lot of science, a lot of um, research, a lot of um theories and facts that have been proven um and so she uses those in her in her book um so I want to read you just a couple of her quotes that she has in this book because I think that um it really can make us aware of maybe the thoughts that we're having or um just maybe some changes that need to happen within ourselves so she writes that the average person has more than 30,000 thoughts per day Of those, so many are negative that, according to researchers, the vast majority of the illnesses that plague us today are a direct result of a toxic thought life. I'll say that again. The average person has more than 30,000 thoughts per day. So, they say that so many of those are negative that all the, like, What's it saying? The vast majority of the illnesses that people are going to doctors to today is because of thoughts that we've had in our head. Did you know, this is still from her book, did you know that an estimated 60 to 80% of visits to primary care physicians have a stress-related component? Did you know that research shows that 75 to 98% of mental, physical, and behavioral illnesses come from one's thought life? Did you know that, with what we know about the brain today, it's really talking about the emotions that we experience in our brains that it, that begins to have an effect on our spiritual life. It begins to take an effect on our personal lives. It's literally all in our heads. She goes on to say that the greatest spiritual battle. Of our generation is being fought between our ears. I don't believe you even have to have a Christian background to believe that. I mean, we can take a look today at, you know, uh, this generation, my generation, um, even my parents' generation, grandparents' generation. We see this, that there is a battle that's being fought between our ears, which is our brain. And I have talked about this on the blog before about how we really have to be careful what we are consuming. What are we putting into our brains? What are we feeding our brains? And I'm not talking about foods, although it is proven. Uh, One other thing that was mentioned in a podcast episode was that 25% of the calories that we consume, the brain uses. So there is a direct correlation. There is a tie there um, by what we're eating. What are we fueling our body with? Um, what are we putting, um, into our bodies and what is our brain really taking on? Um, but I'm talking about a consumption of, um, just things that we are placing in front of our face on a daily basis. Um, I'm talking about, of course, social media, uh, books, TV, music, um, and if you don't even want to go down this road of, okay, Brooke, you're talking so deep right now, let's just use for an example, I can think of, um, an example, I was in college and um, I remember my dad had bought tickets to go see the play, um, what was it Chicago. Yes, um, if you've ever seen the movie Chicago, it's great. It was a play um, and it's all about these really sultry, seductive women who, back in the day, um, one of them murdered her husband because she caught him in like an adulterous relationship and she goes to jail and... Um, I think it was Renee Zellweger. I can't remember the other lady's name, but they're just like these gorgeous women. And, um, during the whole play, they're singing these songs and they're super jazzy and just seductive. All right. And I love that play, but it was so funny to me because as soon as my girlfriends and I left the play, we were all of a sudden in this really sassy mood. Like we were just like these like jazzy girls who were like, man, we want to just like, you know, I don't know, not go murder people. <laughs> We were not married at the time, so we were not murdering husbands. But, uh, but you know, it, ha- it has an effect on you, right? Like, your brain begins to believe, like, oh, this is reality, right? I'm, I'm this lady from the roaring 20s, and I'm jazzy and uh, just seductive. And, and that was kind of, um, you know, the effect that it had on me. And I mean, we can see this with anything, right? We can, um, listen to, I don't know, we can listen to a really sad song and all of a sudden we notice that we're really low and we're really down. Um, we can turn on really great music and we want to dance and it can uplift our moods. Um, our brains, it has an effect on our brain and our minds are so, so easily persuaded. Um, so what I've talked about on the blog before is to really be careful about what you are consuming. And I don't say this from a perspective where I'm like, oh, I'm perfect. I consume only great things, right? Um, that's not what I'm saying at all. It is a daily thing where... I have to choose. Um, and not only that, you know, sometimes I'm caught up in, oh, I've been sitting here watching the news and I'm fearful and I'm worried and the world is literally crumbling and, um, you know, there's just a lot of weird stuff going on. Um, and I find myself wrapped up into it and it's almost like then at that point I haven't done anything to help prevent my mind from going there but I can kind of help remedy it by watching what I'm putting into my brain what am I putting into my mind what am I consuming from that point forward so really take into account the things that you are watching the things that you're listening to the things that you're reading because they do have an impact on you you do start to um really kind of become what it is that you are putting into your body. Um, whether it's a good or a positive. Um, and again, an example of this is as of lately. I've been reading this book, um, listened to a lot of podcasts lately, and Because of that, all of a sudden I'm so interested in the brain and, oh my gosh, this is interesting and I want to know more about it. And now I want to make a podcast episode on Truth and Gratitude podcast about all of this information, right? Um, And so if you find yourself really super worked up and nervous and fearful and anxious, just take a moment to evaluate what are my eyes taking in what are my ears taking in it takes us back to that magic five those five senses what am I eating what am I like what am I doing what am I putting into my body physically emotionally mentally what am I doing that is not helping but instead it's fueling the fire um and really you can do that without making any changes and I'll talk about that in just a minute um One thing that I am trying to work on, um, and again, I'm not perfect at it by any means, and I want to look more into it, especially now that I'm a certified yoga teacher. Um, I will be teaching more yoga classes at a local studio. We have the wellness weekend retreats um, that I partner in. So it is my goal to really work on Doing a little bit more meditation. Um, I think a lot of people, and anytime I say that part right there, a lot of people really it's it's me. I'll start with me. I think that I have always thought, well, I don't really know how to do meditation, or meditation is just sitting there and breathing. Or, you know, during meditation, I have to not think about anything and I have to clear my mind. And it really is not any of those things, honestly. Meditation, it, well, it actually is. You are sitting there or you're lying there um, and you're focusing on your breath. But you begin to notice, um, you just begin to notice like how busy your mind has become, how busy your body has become um, how flustered I always talk about at a retreat. Sometimes I feel like I'm a chicken with its head cut off. You know, I'm just running around just frantically. And even though it may not look like that, there's so many thoughts that are going on in my brain. I'm a type A personality. I love to have things prepared. I love to have things ready to go. I love to, you know, um, look like I know what I'm doing. (laughs) And, um, During meditation, um, it's really nice because you can just kind of sit there, focus on the breath, and when a thought pops up, you recognize it. You say, I see you. You don't try to fix it or anything, and then you let it pass. Um, when there's a noise or a sound, um, it's not going to be perfectly quiet. In fact, I love to do a little bit of meditation with music in the background, um, It just feels a lot better to me. Um, but I wanted to give you some facts, um, from this book, from the author. Um, again, her name is Jenny Allen, author of Get Out of Your Own Head. And she talks about, um, how we were physically built for silence. Um, she actually talks about that God designed us this way. Um, but she backs it up with science. So I am just want to read to you this real quick page because it talks about the benefits of meditation and um, how it's so great for us. So she says that according to the emerging field of neurology, quiet meditation quite literally changes our brains. So that's science telling you that it literally changes our brains. And one other thing that I heard from a podcast episode was that, yes, our brain is 2% of our body weight, but it uses 20% of the oxygen that we take in. So, you know, during meditation, they're telling you to focus on your breath and, you know, especially during yoga, focus on the breath, bring it back to the breath, bring your awareness to your breath. And, um, it makes so much sense now that the brain is using that much oxygen and needs that. Um, and when we become frantic or we become worried or stressed or anxious, our brain is not getting the oxygen that it needs. Um, so therefore we are not able to think clearly. We're not able to make wise decisions. Um, we are tired. We have no energy. Um, and so, I I just think that's amazing if you've ever gone to a yoga class and you've done shavasana or if you've ever just rested um and you leave that yoga class I remember I used to leave um one of the yoga classes and um I would just I don't know I called it the yogi high I felt like I was I mean I've never been high in my life um but I had a feeling I'm like well if If I've ever, if I were to ever be high, (laughs) maybe this is what it would feel like because I would leave the yoga studio just feeling just great. Like I felt like the sun was a little bit brighter. I felt like, um, I I don't know. I, I just felt like happier. I just had this smile on my face and I remember driving on the road and I'm going at a much slower pace. Like I'm feeling like um, not like super slow, but I am feeling like, okay, I'm not rushing from point A to point B. Um, I'm not rushing to get somewhere. I'm just, I'm, I'm enjoying the ride. Um, and I remember getting into highly traffic, trafficy, trafficked, areas and being like, oh, it kind of like jolts you a little bit. You're like, I'm not ready for this yet because I'm just left this great experience. And it makes perfect sense now why I'm experiencing that yogi high when I'm leaving. It makes sense to me that when I am done with teaching a yoga class or I'm done taking a yoga class and there's that moment where the teacher says namaste and everybody looks up and looks at the teacher no one says anything no no one says anything because they don't want to they don't they're just so relaxed and it's because they've taken the time to come back to the breath to bring oxygen back to the brain um and so it's a great feeling I'm literally turkey trailing right now. I hope I don't lose you. But here are some statistics that science says about our brain. And this is, again, written in this book by Jenny Allen. She says that um, when we can turn off the constant distractions and actually sit quietly. She talks about sitting quietly before God and focusing intently on our breath, on his word, and really meditating on it. A few things happen. So this is what science says. It says that your brain will be psychologically altered. Scientists have found that the brains of people who spend untold hours in prayer and meditation are different. Your imagination will be rewired. Inappropriate thoughts can be combated with positive thoughts, such as thinking of a new hobby, playing music, repeating an inspiring quote, or some other positive activity. The kind of brain waves present during relaxation increases and anxiety and depression decreases. Several studies have demonstrated that subjects who meditated for a short time showed increased alpha waves, alpha waves are the relaxed brain waves, and they decreased anxiety and depression. Your brain stays younger longer. A study from UCLA found that long-term meditators had better preserved brains than non-meditators as they aged you'll have fewer wandering thoughts. One of the most interesting studies in the last few years carried out at Yale University found that mindfulness meditation decreases activity in the default mode network, the brain network responsible for mind wandering and self-referential thoughts, or the monkey mind. What I like to call that is sleepwalking. So mindfulness helps decrease our our, um, sleepwalking around in this life. Last fact your perspective will eventually shift when we take time for meditation, when we take time for ourselves to breathe, when we take time to listen to what God has to say to us, we will truly see how much He loves us and how the Spirit will want to help us. So, so many interesting facts about our brains, so many interesting th- facts about our minds, and um. It's just crazy how a lot of this is popping up right now. Um, and I think that, um, this is great information. I think that this is, it just was my, literally mind boggling for me that, um, our brains are using that much oxygen and that you know, that, that high of a percentage, it said 60 to, what did I say? 60 to 70% of people who are going to their primary care physician are, their, their illnesses are spiraling from the thoughts that they're having in their life. And it's just, it's so interesting. And so leaving you on a high note, you may be like, Oh my word, what's going on? Um, Leaving you on a high note, I'll tell you some things that I am working on right now um, that I think can truly help um, if you're experiencing any of these things. So first off, being aware that you are not your um, mental illness. So for example, I have a little bit of PTSD, I have anxiety, um, but I am not an anxious person. I am not a, um, beat up, bruised person just because I have trauma. Um, I am Brooke, I am creative, I am a mother, I am a wife, I am so grateful for the things that I have. I love to travel, I love to write, I love to do this. I am not, um my mental illness so really understanding that first that is not who I am it's just a it's just a part it's just a chapter of my story um and it's something that um honestly it, honestly it's helping me it really is um I, I am taking that particular part of me that it may be not be so pleasant in working with it instead of against it um, so Speaking with you, writing about it, um, really diving in. I also wrote on the blog about sitting with our giants, sitting down with the things that aren't so beautiful about ourselves, and um, really becoming uncomfortable, really experiencing the discomfort. Because once we sit with that and we realize that, oh, this isn't very comforting, this isn't very pretty, this doesn't feel very good, something has to happen. So either growth or a stunt in our growth will happen. And we will either choose to transform and and make a transformation or we'll choose to stay the same. And so, um, you know, during this time when I've gone through things like that, I've had to realize like, I get to say who that I am. I get to define for myself who I am. I'm not a victim to the things that I'm going through. I'm not a victim to my thoughts and my feelings. I may be for a hot minute, um, but I quickly have to realize that that is not who I am. I get to say who I am. So that would be the first thing that I have to say. Second thing, I'm always going to preach this 100% of the time, journaling. Really getting out the things that are on your mind. um, The good and the bad. Um, You know, and also realizing that, you know, how many thoughts did she say that we had? I mean, I need to look this back up. She said that we had so many thoughts throughout the day. So that means that not every single thought that we're going to have is true. With that many thoughts, I mean there's bound to be some negative thoughts in there. Um, And really, what does she say? Here we go. Based on that 30,000 thoughts a day and 16 waking hours, we might think about 31 thoughts per minute. Let me say that again. So she's saying that we have 30,000 thoughts a day. So if we have 30,000 thoughts a day and we're awake for 16 hours, we might think, about 31 thoughts per minute that's a lot of thoughts somewhere along the way we're gonna have a negative one so really stopping with that negative emotion and that negative thought and thinking okay is this true let me sit with this for a second let me write about this for a second let me journal about this for just a second really getting it out thinking about it um so journaling Always, 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 I will always say go for it. That truly helps me out. So, one, realizing that you are not what you're going through. Number two, journal, journal, journal. Um, Number three, for sure, is taking an assessment, assessing what it is that you are consuming. What are you feeding your mind, your brain, your soul? What podcasts are you listening to? What books are you reading? What are you watching on TV? We all know this. We can all see this right now playing out. The things that are on TV. The news. One thing that's become so evident to me, especially now that I'm looking at through, through things through a business scope, is <clears throat> I can quickly recognize how many things are being sold to us on a daily basis, how much marketing is truly going on. Um, I have an, a, I have a business account on Instagram, and I also run the business account for IFC Wellness, for the wellness retreats. And um, <clears throat> it's just amazing to me how many things, how many tools, how many ways there are to market to someone and I get it like as a business you got to make your money um it's just part of it unfortunately but when I step away from that and I don't want to be the business part of me I just want to go and enjoy something I'm able to recognize gosh there's so many things that are being sold to us marketed to us and um really recognizing that really taking into account like do i truly need this thing like this person says that i do or am i just being sold this because that's just what's happening that's just part of it um but really taking into account what are you watching um it's amazing how fearful and stressed out i can become within a matter of minutes of turning on the news, how angry I can become with a matter of minutes, you know. Um, social media, it's just, it, it isn't, it's insane. And social media can be a beautiful thing. Obviously, you probably found out about this podcast episode through social media. Thank goodness for that, right? Um, but there are so many parts of it that are addicting, there are so many parts of it that really screw us up in the head and, um, be mindful of that, understand that, see that, know that. Um, and instead of saying, all right, I'm never doing social media again. I am never watching TV again. I am never, um, I don't know. I'm never, I don't know, picking up that book. Instead of doing that, what I talked about one time on the blog was substituting, Substituting one of the things that you do with something else so instead of scrolling on instagram for about an hour and that may seem like a long time but it truly happens all the time instead of scrolling on instagram for about an hour instead of scrolling on tiktok for an hour um replace that with an hour of picking up a book and it doesn't even have to be a super nerdy geeky book like I'm reading right now about your brain it could be it could be just a fun read um instead of turning on the news for an hour maybe walking outside or maybe um taking your, you know, I don't know, just taking in nature, just sitting, just sitting outside, taking it all in. Instead of doing the one thing that you do all the time, can you replace it? Can you just test drive one of these other avenues? Instead of um, listening to the news in, on the way to work, or instead of listening to the same radio station on the way to work, tomorrow morning can you turn on a quick 30 minute podcast and see how you feel see what your perspective is afterwards see how that changes things for you um the mind and the brain is a powerful I would say the most powerful organ in our body um and we really have to understand that power and we really have to help it out we have to watch what we're consuming. We have to watch um, what's going on with um, with all around us, and that just takes being aware. We got to be aware of the things that are going on, um, and that that kind of that kind of reminds me of like parenting. You know, like as a parent, we have to be aware of the things that our children are doing, the people that they're talking to, the. Shows that they're watching, especially now. My goodness, there are things that pop up in movies, and you're like, uh, what in the world? You know, I mean, I guess that's always kind of been around, but I feel like it's getting worse. Um, the toys that they're playing with, the foods that they're eating, the houses that they may be going and having play dates at. We have to constantly be aware, not worried, not fearful, not anxious but just aware of what's going on, aware of our surroundings, because we are there to protect them. We are there to help guide them along the way. It's the same with our brains. We have to do that for ourselves. We have to protect ourselves and know that not everything that is being posed as good is good, and not everything that seems bad is bad. But we really have to take into account what is best for my brain. What is best for my mind. Because that is the most powerful organ within me. The most powerful tool that can make me or break me. So I have to be responsible with it. So I hope this has helped you out today. It's really, it's just amazing to me. um, All of the things that are kind of popping up for me as I'm reading this book. You know, I'm reading... Um, all this really great facts and science-based stuff, um, which I never thought I would be interested in, but then, you know, I listened to two podcasts recently where I'm like, dude, like this is like, this is crazy stuff. Like this is, this is awesome, but also not necessarily, not, not necessarily concerning, but this is something that we have to be careful with. Um, so I hope this has helped you. I hope that some of this will, um, like I said, kind of help guide you or give you some direction. If you would like any other content in regards to this, meditations, um, talks, or maybe you just need to ask a question, be sure to reach out to me. You can reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook or at the email address truthandgratitude at gmail.com. I'll be sure to get back in touch with you. Um, if you are interested in any of our wellness weekend retreats, be sure to hop on to, uh, the IFC wellness Instagram page for all your information, all of the pricing, all of the booking details, all of the stuff. It's all there for you. You can also hop on to the link in my bio, Truce and Gratitude, um, and the information is there for you as well. So I hope to see you soon. Um, And as always, guys, continue to be raw, be authentic, and be you.